Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that helps you become your best self. And today we're going to talk about how to quickly shift your mindset, obsessing over what happened. But before we dive into that, which I'm telling you, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good today. I just want to invite you to come say hi to me on socials. I'm at Sabrina Joy Porozo on both TikTok and Instagram. So come by and say hi. I'm also on Twitter. I'm trying to tweet multiple times a day and just like drop little pieces of knowledge here and there. So I am at the real uh, Real Sabrina Joy on Twitter. And of course, if you don't want to remember any of that, just pop on down to the show notes below and it'll all be listed there for you, as well as signing up for the weekly newsletter that comes out every Wednesday around 6 or 7 p.m. PST that has behind the scenes of what I've been doing in the last week, any new products that are coming out, any like uh, like uh, pictures or like, you know, sneak peeks of those products, additional short articles about things that I've learned in therapy and random thoughts, uh, book recommendations, sometimes a recipe, all kinds of things. I'm trying to make it better, bigger and better every single time. And also a reminder on maybe other things that you have missed in regards to content I've created. So check all of that out down in the show notes on signing up for the newsletter. Also sending me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com, even uh, submitting a topic suggestion anonymously or venting anonymously, which is also available down there. So let me know if you need anything else from me, but let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode, which again is how to quickly shift your mindset, obsessing over what happened. So today, I absolutely struggled to come up with a topic that I was in the mood to really chat about. And when I say in the mood, it's I want to make sure that I'm in the best, most appropriate mindset when I record the podcast. I don't want to just get on here and just like blow through some sort of topic and not have that connection and not necessarily a connection where I've experienced what I'm talking about, because I don't think that's absolutely necessary for everything, but more of like, I've taken the time to research, I thoroughly care, I am here, I am being very mindful and present about what we're talking about. And I hope that you appreciate that, because I don't want to just, like, if you want to just hear a robot (laughs) spit out, like, research and knowledge, I know that there's other places you can go, and you can literally read scientific articles and that sounds really boring, but you could do that. And I mean, I enjoy that sometimes, actually. Um, it sounds really boring to a lot of people, but I, I, you know, I do enjoy it. It just depends on, you know, where the article comes from, originates from. Anyway, so I, 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 I was struggling to figure out, like, what am I going to talk about? I have a lot of topics, like, written down. Anytime I come up with something, I always put it into my list. And I reviewed it, and I was like, no, I don't really, I'm not really vibing with that. But I always find a topic, so don't worry about that. I would never not find a topic. But so I was really thinking about it and figuring out, like, what am I going to chat about? And then I reflected on what was bothering me so much in the moment, like today, Sunday, the day that I'm recording this podcast, and suddenly it came to me. Like suddenly the topic was clear. I was like, let's chat about how to stop obsessing over something that happened, especially since you can't change the outcome. And so what this really means is that I'm not going to talk about traditional obsessive intrusive thoughts, which what I'm about to talk what I'm about to talk about can kind of like flow into that category, you know, especially based on some research that I did, but it's not a traditional uh explanation or understanding of like 
you know, intrusive thoughts that we could have that we really, really, really don't want. This is more on the side of like something has happened or something is going on and now you're just like obsessing over it. You know, it's it's really feared with like anxiety, worry, fear, all of these things, uh, anger, you know, all it's like all coming together in this big <laughs> soup that is about to bubble over on the stove because you're just continually thinking about it. You're ruminating about it. You're like, oh my gosh, thinking about ways that it could have gone different, which is silly because it already happened. You can't change what happened. Now, yes, maybe if you were thinking this over of like, depending upon the situation, how it could have gone differently and knowing what those differences are so that you can shift it in that direction or other ways it could have gone bad. You know what I mean? you're just obsessing over it. You can't think about anything else. It's just like stealing your mind from anything else that's happening in your life. And this is really unfortunate. And it really sucked for me today. And I know that I'm not the only person dealing with this. So I wanted to share it with you because and talk about it because I know that having the ability and the tools and resources for you to know how to quickly shift your mindset away from something that you are just so hyper-focused on that you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, deep down in your heart and up in your mind that you don't need to be focusing on. It's not helpful. It's not beneficial. It's just, it's really a waste, right? And sometimes you can get your body even into a tizzy of being like so tense and upset that it's unnecessary, right? So um, that is what we're going to talk about today because I know it'll be really helpful. But without giving away all of the details and to protect the not innocent, but otherwise characterized people involved, I will tell you what happened. I will tell you what happened and how it led me to this topic, because normally I will start the pod with a uh, like personal connection to what we're talking about, or yeah, any sort of personal connection, whether I've been through it directly or not. And and I want to share this because, you know, I know many of us have been in this predicament that I'm about to share. Not like very exact and specific, but like the overarching understanding of what I'm dealing with currently. <laughs> so this evening, I received a notification from someone that I work with. Now, let's take a pause. Yes, I know. I know. I, I know. I know. I should have had my notifications off for work messages, but normally it's not an issue. Normally it's like me getting notifications about people talking in the football chat or, you know, uh, the wellness chat about like how they're working out and stuff like that. And that's fine. Right. But now I know that we got to set boundaries. We got to set boundaries now. And I have to turn notifications off at least for some people's chats. If I can do that, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, so I received a notification from someone I work with basically accusing me of doing something that I didn't do, right? And I feel like most of us have been in that situation where someone's accusing you of doing something that you didn't do. And specifically for me, it's at work. And maybe a lot of us have also experienced that where someone's just coming at you, doesn't even want to like address it maturely and professionally of being like, hey, this thing happened. I think it was your, I think you were involved can you tell me how this came about or whatever, right? No, there was none of that in this. It was literally like coming on hot and being like, yeah, you know, this thing happened and you did it. And so now you need to never do it again. It was so ridiculous. So, oh, oh my gosh. So the problem is that they, like the person that accused me of this is like 
kind of management. So it's very complicated. And it's already complicated because of my husband, you know, being management and then me working here at a company that I technically legally also own with my husband. It's a hard thing. Um, And don't worry. (laughs) My husband already gave me a lecture about having notifications off and not checking. Um, So we're we're, we're like double on that. We're double on that because he knows that I will just get obsessed. And that's part of the reason why he's like, Sabrina, you need to stop. And I'm like, I know. So anyway, this person, they messaged me in a group chat with other leadership. Embarrassing. And state that I have been making mistakes in regards to travel arrangements and have booked them in the middle seat two times, two times in a row now, two times. Number one, you have to be really sadistic to book someone on purpose in a middle seat if that is part of your job. Unless you are traveling with a lot of people and you guys are all filling the seats and then you just put people where they're going to be and then you decide have them decide like who's going to sit in the middle, who's going to sit in the window on the aisle, or maybe who's just going to sit on the aisle and who's going to sit on the window if it's two by two and not three by three in the plane. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it takes a lot for someone to be like, yeah, I'm going to on purpose book them in a middle seat and not talk to them about it. I would never do that. That's just, it's just, I just think that's criminal for me, for me in our, in the way that we do travel arrangements. So Yeah, they were very upset with that. And so uh, actually, just so you know, like right after I wrote that part, like I wrote myself a note saying like, yeah, like booking them in two seats. I actually just took a break (laughs) from writing this episode to gather evidence to the contrary of these claims, right? You know, I'm like freaking lawyer now. I'm like, okay, well, let's gather the evidence and the proof that you are wrong and I did what I was supposed to do, right? And it's just because having my name dragged through the mud is one thing that I absolutely cannot stand, especially if I could prove that what they're saying is wrong or it's a lie or whatever, or is based on misinformation or not actually doing any research. And so I gathered all the evidence I could. I sent it to the appropriate people in an email, and now I feel like I can let it go. But only time will tell, right? And I went above and beyond. And my husband's going to be really annoyed about this because he already knows that I don't really like this person. And so now this altercation, which they were really like talking condescendingly down to me in this group chat, and I am kind of like a firecracker and I have to really rein it in for like work conversations because I know it's not appropriate to speak in a certain way. But this person is so condescending and says like really rude things to me like, well, you know, as an employee, just take the feedback and move on. And I'm like, absolutely, I will not because I didn't do anything wrong. And I had to clear my name. I had to. I had to. I had to. And I know that some people probably wouldn't have done all the effort of like trying to prove you know, having all the the receipts, as we would say. And they probably would have just been like, okay, whatever, and move on. And I could have done that, but no, because with this person, it's like once there's like two things that they get upset about, it's like now it's like now it's like a stack of like reasons why you're a terrible person. And I just can't have that. I can't have that. So I did everything I needed to do. I even scheduled a message to go back out to that group chat in the morning before I even start work to let the other people in that group know that I sent them an email with all the proof that they need to to basically exonerate me and clear my name. And I didn't include that person 
the other person that blamed me in the chat on the email. But in the email, I did indicate that they needed to forward it to that person. They can do so with my permission. That's totally fine. And, you know, I did all of that. And then I came back and I finished writing the podcast and I was like, okay, I can let it go now. But again, we're back to only time will tell, you know? And that's the problem, right? I think I will be able to let it go after I use a bunch of my time to prove someone else wrong, but I will probably have to deal with it again tomorrow because there will be the review of my receipts and how this person feels about me proving them incorrect, or they will huddle alone with other people telling them that they are wrong and with their tail between their legs and not talk to me and just like wait for it to blow over. That has also happened in the past, this person. So either way, I think I'll still have to deal with it because the person, the people that I sent my receipts to, they will have to evaluate it and let me know what they think or whatever. And if this person has communicated through them to me, which is childish, but hey, it happens. It happens a lot at work, which is so dumb. Not just my work, other people's works. It's like, why are we playing a game of telephone, you guys? We're all at least 20 years old. Let's stop doing that. And so, yeah, so it's like I did all of that and now I'm like, oh, I'm released from thinking about it when in reality, I'm sitting here telling you about it, which is a, a special situation that not everyone's going to do. However, I would actually say that if someone did the same thing I did where they gathered all their receipts, gathered all the proof, they emailed it or sent it to the appropriate people to clear their name, then you probably would still, like if you're going to go talk to a friend or go to an event or something like that, you would still tell your friend this, this story about like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this person is trying to accuse me of something that is not true, right? And so you're still talking about it. It's still top of mind for you. It's still this obsessive thing that you are wasting your time on. And believe me, I'm talking to myself too. I I wasted so much time. I wasted so much time. And the healthier choice would have been to just like shift my mindset away from it and deal with it tomorrow at work. Like I did all of this like work to prove that I'm innocent that I could have gotten paid for at work. During work hours. But instead, I wasted the last few hours of my weekend feeling angry, upset, and irritated about something I know I can prove isn't true. And so it's like, I could have wasted, I could have used that time. But again, I know that tomorrow's work day is going to be very busy with other things. That's also was top of mind for me. And I was like, I don't really have time to waste on that when I have actual real work to do. You know what I mean? But, but I'm already preparing my mindset for like, well, I did all that work, which will save me time tomorrow, but this probably will still come up. It'll still probably creeping up on my day and get me all flustered if I allow it to, which I probably will. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that like you know that you're allowing things to bother you or do whatever and you know that you're going to do it. You could sit here right now or listen and be like, or walking or whatever you're doing right now, you're listening and being like, no, I'm not going to allow it. But then like deep down inside, you know that you are because that's just like your behavior patterns right? It's like, I know that I am because I need that full, like, you know, closure of this really stupid situation. But again, the healthier choice would have been to just like shift away from that mindset and focus on something else. But no, I, I wasted all that time. Got all worked up, right? 
And I let it get to me and I paid the cost and lost time, which is not good because I am someone that is trying to build a business and do a lot of writing and creating where I could have done a lot of that then and not done all that mess that I did instead. But here we are. You know, and maybe for you, after telling you all of that drama, maybe for you, it's obsessively thinking about like, it's not necessarily like drama at work, but maybe it's like a fight you had with a loved one that you're continually rolling and ruminating over in your mind. That could be like a spouse, a partner, a best friend, family member. You know, maybe you're obsessively, obsessively thinking about a breakup, you know, whether it's recent or past, or that you think that someone's going to break up with you soon. I saw, I called her out because I feel like I have kind of like an online relationship with this girl. But like, I think a few days ago or last week, she was talking about how uh, she felt like her boyfriend was going to break up with her. And I was, and she like announced it. And she was like, I know this is messy guys, but I'm an, and I'm like, girl, girl, how do you know? You, You don't know until you know, like, yeah, you can have like signs and and like feelings and stuff, but you know, it's, it's tough because a lot of times those are just like seeped, ah, oh, covered in insecurities that nothing to do with your relationship. And then it turned out like a couple of days later or a week later, uh, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, that with her boyfriend. And I literally messaged her and I was like, well, I'm really glad that you were wrong and you didn't break up. And she was like, yeah, me too. And, you know, but it's just like you obsessively think over these things that that may not even have happened, which is definitely part of like anxiety and fear. Or maybe you're thinking more about a betrayal or any other worry or feel. And I kind of feel like I was betrayed, but not really because it wasn't betrayal. It was literally just like a direct hit at me from where I work. But like, you know, regardless of what it is that you are continually obsessively thinking about, you just feel like you are continually being pulled back in to think about more and more and more, which is absolutely unnecessary because you really got all of your general thoughts out in probably the first hour or two of really allowing it to just like continue to play over and over and over again in your mind. But regardless of what it is, it's taking up more space in your brain than it needs to. And that's what, not what we need or want. You know, deep down inside, you continue to do it, but I know that you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to continue to do this. It's a waste. You're getting tired. You have other things to friggin' figure out, right? So let's get into why we are here today and chat about how we can interrupt these obsessive thoughts and not let these overcome us. And as always, before I get into my list of tips and advice, I want to remind you that these tips and advice are based on my own personal research and experiences and the experiences of others that I am allowed to share. If you find that this list does not align with what you think would help you shift away from a mindset of like obsessing over something, then I encourage you to hook up with a or connect with a counselor or a therapist and see if they can help you figure out what would align better with this uh, need that you have. If you don't want to do that, I always, I always, always, always encourage everyone to go to our best friend, Google, and then type in how to stop obsessing over something that's happened or obsessing over like thoughts. And you'll get a lot of like blogs and research and comments and things that people can help you with if you don't find my help to be 
enough or beneficial or aligned with what you want. And that's totally fine because we have to find the tools and resources that are going to work best for us, right? Okay. So here are five questions. Yes, questions to ask yourself to shift your mindset away from obsessing over something. Again, not traditional not traditional um, uh, intrusive thoughts, just like when you're obsessing over something and you need to like break away, break the chain. So five questions, because when you ask yourself questions, you allow yourself to come to different conclusions and maybe even go down other rabbit holes to better understand yourself and really lean in to self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. How do that, how do we all of a sudden now have like a theme song? Self-awareness. Wouldn't it be amazing? Here's a tangent, very quick. If like I could come up with theme songs for all the emotions that I like to, or like, um, not emotions, that would be fun too. All the emotions, uh, theme song for every emotion. No theme song for all the like, um, emotional growth type topics that I like to talk about. And every one of them has a theme song. Let's think about it. I don't really play instruments. I just sing. So I don't know if I'd be able to accomplish that. Wouldn't that be fun? I think that'd be fun. Okay, let's hop into it. Oh, yeah. So number one, five questions. Number one, why? And I actually did use this question. I didn't use the rest, but I did use this one because it kind of like helped like break me in the moment. Why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? Because I started praying about what was going on because I was just like, I am letting this just like get me all caught up and that's absolutely unnecessary. And then I started praying and then I asked myself this question and it really helped to just like really take a step back and like widen your perspective and be like, why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? Why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? And you have to be honest here. I talk about this all the time. You have to be honest and vulnerable with yourself and answer these questions with all honesty. And also, why wouldn't you be honest with yourself when you're, if you're not going to tell anyone else, right? Just be honest. But I know it's easier to lie to yourself because then, you know, it keeps the whole facade going. Yeah, no, be honest. Why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? Like, why are you allowing it to? Why are you allowing this thought, this experience, this situation to steal so much time and energy from your mind that you're just continuing to think about it. How did I answer this question when I asked it to myself? Why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? Because I don't like people trying to make me look bad. And there's actually a lot of other stuff underneath that that I can't really share with you because that would just like implicate certain people and I can't do that yet. Um, but it's just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't, I don't like being embarrassed on purpose in front of other people. I don't like to be undermined, disrespected or spoken to condescendingly when, especially in this professional environment, I probably would have had a little bit more grace if it was more of like a social thing because then it's just stupid. But to me, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. But in a professional environment where conversations where conversations are recorded, you know, even in Messenger, and you're gonna you're gonna say that, right? So 
And this person also just doesn't like the fact that I actually stand up for myself more than other females in our company. So that's a problem. I'm very headstrong. And uh, they see that as a problem, I think. That is me, part assumption, part kind of been told that is true. Anyway, so I just don't like being portrayed as what I'm not. And I understand that I cannot control how other people see me. And I can only control myself. But with this uh, on purpose, trying to make me look bad in front of other people and pass the blame of something that wasn't even my fault to me, that's why I allowed it to control my mind. Yet that is still an excuse and not an actual reason because I shouldn't have allowed it to control my mind. I should have just been like, okay, let's deal with this tomorrow. Even though I know tomorrow's going to be super busy, I have a lot to do. Why am I allowing, like, it's just because I wanted to get it over with. And usually with me, if I get really, 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 really angry about something, I want to just like flush it out. Just like, okay, let's just be done with it. Get it done right now and move on. That's usually my thing because it will still ruminate under the surface. It's a, it's something that I'm working on, right? Which is why I wanted to talk about this because I'm sure a lot of us are trying to work on this. And I find it kind of um, ironic. Again, I might have used that term incorrectly. But I find it ironic to me that I'm very like, you know, all for let's like honor and accept every single emotion. Do not brush anything under the rug or hide it in the closet. Yet for me, it's like I will allow things to brew underneath the surface in the closet under the rug. And it's not that I don't want to deal with it. It's just that I am waiting for the perfect moment to be able to deal with it all. I don't know. It's crazy. But I think this will really help you to really like stop yourself and be like, why am I allowing this thought to control my mind? Like why? And even if it doesn't like immediately stop you from obsessing over the thought, you will be able to be honest with yourself as to why you're continuing, you're allowing it to continue to live rent-free in your mind. So you're at least being honest of like, well, I'm allowing this thought to control my mind because the whole situation is, I'm becoming really upset about it. And I don't like how they're portraying me, right? So even if it doesn't like help you to stop, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely like shake you up a bit because at least you'll be honest with yourself and then you'll continue to think about that. And you're like, but is this the best way to go about you know, setting the whole situation straight, like whatever it is, right? Okay, number two, is this thought serving me in a positive way? Is this thought serving me in a positive way? For me, thinking about how upset I am and angry that this person was very disrespectful in the chat and condescending, me continuing to brew over that and like how it's not fair that I'm being treated this way or whatever, especially with like everything else that I do for this person. It's just so annoying. For me to ask myself, is this thought serving me in a positive way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's getting me worked up. I am becoming more angry. It's actually just becoming, making the whole situation worse and not better. So no, this thought was not serving me in a positive way. And I feel like that's going to break you down a little bit more to be indicative like, okay, well, maybe we should take a break. Maybe we should take a break from obsessing over this because we're already admitting to ourselves that this is not 
serving me in a positive way. Now, there could come a situation where you're obsessing over something of like how to solve a problem that needs to be solved. And you ask yourself this question, is this thought serving me in a positive way? And you're like, yes, because I am desperately trying to figure out how to help this person that needs help right away. And that is why I'm obsessively thinking about this. So I'm just here to like kind of like put that out in the open that like sometimes very few and far between where we could be obsessing over something and it's actually for a good reason and a positive thing because we got to figure it out. We have to figure it out in that moment because of whatever situation and circumstances that are happening. So just want to throw that out there. But I'd say most of the time we're going to ask ourselves, is this thought serving me in a positive way? And we're going to say no. And then we're going to be able to admit to ourselves, hmm, maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should think about something else. Maybe we should ask for help. Bring other people into this. See if they can do it. See if they can help, right? And that's kind of what I did. I took all the evidence, sent it to someone else, people that actually could make a difference in it. And then now it feels better. So. Is this thought serving me in a positive way that'll really help you to kind of like put the brakes on even more and be like, oh, it is not. Let's rethink what's happening here. Number three, can I see this situation from a different perspective that would be helpful? Can I see this situation from a different perspective that would be helpful? So for me, it's just like turning it around, you know? It's kind of like you have a ball or a globe in your mind, your hand, your mind, well, that too. And you're just like turning it. So you can see what's going on from a different vantage point, a different viewpoint, a different perspective. So for me, this question, can I see the situation from a different perspective that would be helpful? Yes, I can. And I generally try to say yes, like 95% of the time, maybe 90, I don't know, because it's important for me to really push myself to see the other side of something, no matter how painful that would be. It's like if someone was trying to stab me, I would have to really think about like, okay, well, why were they doing that? Let's think about it from their perspective. And it has painful as that could be sometimes. It's helpful in you better understanding the situation and why Maybe they reacted and responded the way that they did. And for you to like feel like you're closing all the gaps in what happened in that situation and that experience and then be able to move on and not have all these like, oh my gosh, unknowns that really nag at you. It's really annoying, right? So if I would ask myself this question, can I see the situation from a different perspective that would be helpful? Yes, I could. I could see it from this other person's perspective of that they were really upset that for whatever reason, recently in their journeys, they were in a middle seat for whatever reason. And that could have been their own reasons of not checking in on them. Or the other reason is that sometimes when you book online for a cheaper flight, the airline does not allow you to choose your seat. They choose it for you. And so again, if you didn't check in early enough to assess the situation on changing your seat, then that is just what you're going to get. And it could be out of your hands, but I could understand how they'd be really upset even my husband today was like, well, just make sure you validate him and, um, and tell him that you are sorry. And I'm like, I'm not apologizing. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm very like hardcore about that nowadays. I'm like, I'm not apologizing. I did nothing wrong. And my husband's like, oh, you're not listening. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. You want me to validate him and be like, yes, okay, I understand that it's really crappy when you have to sit in the middle seat. Absolutely. 
But I can also see it from my perspective of how, or even his, of being like, if I'm just going to go and blame someone, they're going to feel really crappy without me actually indicating, hey, what, like being like, hey, on this flight and this flight, I was sitting in the middle seat. And then I can indicate whether I actually booked those or not. And then what could have happened? Because when I initially booked them, they're on an aisle seat. You know what I mean? So I can see the situation from their perspective and understand, yeah, that's really annoying. Yeah, you feel like it happened back to back, which the reality of that is not true. Or or maybe, I don't know. There Again, there are like two flights in there that I did not plan or, or I did not book those reservations. So maybe, I guess, it could be back to back. And how they just want to nip it in the bud because they travel on the regular, so they don't want it to continue to happen. I get it. I can see it from their perspective. And that does help me understand their tone and them being rude and condescending and thinking that they need to throw down the hammer because they are experiencing what they would call discomfort, even though they're just now deciding to share that with me. like a month removed from the experience, which is very exhausting. Um, but it is helpful. And I feel like it kind of like, you know, calms me down a scotch of understanding where they're coming from and why they're upset and why the whole thing is playing out the way they did. But, so that is helpful. Doesn't necessarily make me feel better, but that's not what it's intended for. It's intended for you to like stop. And really consider, can you see this situation from a different perspective? Now, maybe for you, you're like ruminating over a breakup and you want to try to think about it from their perspective of like, you're like, why did they break up with me? And maybe they broke up with you if you like reflect back on any sort of insecurities or vulnerabilities that they shared with you and those things. Maybe those things are the problems or maybe they told you why they're going to break up and you like think about whether that's true or not, or lead you to something else that you know about them and really understand like maybe that was better for them. Or maybe in hindsight, it's actually better for you because when you reflect on their whole relationship, it actually wasn't healthy, right? So once you take a different perspective, and again, it doesn't always have to be from the other person or the opposite side. It could even be from like a side view of like a friend or how someone on the outside would see the situation to better understand what's happening and for you to kind of like take a notch, take a notch or a level down from your obsessive thinking to realize, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay. That's helpful, right? So you're not just like continue running the same data over and over and over and over and over again in your mind, which is not helpful. Add some new data in there. It'll kind of slow down a little bit. Number four, sorry, dropped a pen. Number four, is there anything I can actually do to help the situation? Is there anything I can actually do to help the situation? Now, not change the situation because we already know no one has a time machine yet. So we can't go back in time and change what happened. But is there anything you can do right now that would help the situation? For me, I chose to exonerate myself. (laughs) because I needed to in the most respectful way that I could without like 
disrespecting this person or really like, you know, calling them to the carpet and like crapping all over them and what they do. I wanted to. I'll admit that to you. I wanted to so bad. But I didn't. It needed to be professional, especially since they were like, we recorded forever. So if anything ever happens in the future, it would be in writing. But I did it in the most professional way I could. That's what I knew. That's what I knew at the time that would actually help the situation. And then also like leaving a note to be uh, sent at a certain time in the morning to remind those people that I sent them an email for them to review. Um, I even sent like evidence to this person initially of how the most recent flight I booked is not a middle seat with screenshots. And I think I did everything I can do. So there's really, there's literally nothing else that I could do to help this situation. Now for you, if you're thinking about like a breakup, there's probably nothing else you can do because it's going to be really awkward and, and unreasonable for you to like contact that person to really ask them like why you broke up if it's, especially if it's been recently or if you've already had that conversation and you, you know, you struggle with believing what they told you. And whether what they told you is true or not, you're just going to have to accept it and move on because if you continue to like pull and like pick at that scab, at that like cut that you have that's deep in regards to this like past relationship, it's only going to hurt more and get infected with more like made up stories and thoughts and things that don't need to be in there. You just need to let it heal and move on. Maybe you're trying to figure out what you can do if someone lied to you. And that's the situation that you're in. You're obsessing over like how they could do that, why they would do that. And so you ask yourself, like, is there anything I can do to help that situation? You could forgive them. And I, again, forgiveness is not forgetting. Um, or admonishing them of what they do. It's just like really forgiving them so you can let it go. And they still might carry the guilt or whatever, and that's on them. But, and they might feel better after you forgive them too. It just depends. I feel like that's 50-50. Some people care, a lot of people don't. But, you know, you could like forgive them and be like, you know what? You lied to me. It sucks. It was painful. I'm going to like just, you know, forgive you for doing that. We all make mistakes, but I'm not going to continue this relationship or whatever you want to do and move on. And that could actually help the situation if it's... You know, something like that if you're struggling. So that's something to consider. Um, you know, maybe you had a fight with someone and you're kind of like taking like a break, a timeout. And you think, is there anything you can do to help the situation? If you feel like you need to explain like what happened, but talking is not really going well for you right now, maybe you can write it out. Maybe you could send an email or a text message as long as it's not multiple back-to-back, that's a, that's a little much. But really, or just like write out your feelings so that you're prepared to present whatever you need to share with this other person in this situation that you think will help, that will be very clear and to the point and not overly emotional because it's really hard when we're full of a lot of like emotions, intense emotions for us to be focused on what we want to communicate because we are struggling and fighting with our emotions for them to take control, but we need to take control. It's really difficult. So again, is there anything I can actually do to help the situation? Ask yourself, be honest with it. You can't go back and make it not happen. 
Let me know when that time machine, though, comes up, how much it is. And uh, just figure that out because it'll, again, it'll help you give a pause to like that obsessive thinking. And if you if you did everything you could do or there is really nothing you could do, then it's like, well, why am I continuing to obsess over this? There's nothing I can do. I just need to move forward in the way that I think I can know how and then see what happens. See what comes up. Be flexible. Okay, number five, and to round out this list, what am I grateful for right now? What am I grateful for right now? The reason why this question is really important and helpful when you are just living in that obsessive mindset of what happened, that situation, is that you are taking your mindset in a totally different, totally different direction. And you are reflecting on something that has literally nothing to do with what you're going through right now, what you're obsessing about. Maybe it kind of does, but I'm usually you want to like be like, okay, like for me, actually, okay, I take that back. I actually would be like, well, I'm grateful that I still have a job. You know, I'm grateful that I have the confidence to speak up for myself and people to reach out to for help. But then I would also be like, you know what, but I'm grateful for my husband and I'm grateful for my kiddo and I'm grateful for all the things that I'm building to create my own business. And I am grateful that I don't have to see this person in real life because uh, we all work remotely. And I am grateful that I have a great doge and we get to go on walks together and hang out. And I'm grateful that I ate cookies today because those were delicious. Gluten-free, dairy-free, everything-free. You guys, fudgy brownie, amazing. It's have to be like a recommendation on the next newsletter. Um, and there's no way that I can like affiliate link it because they're like, you know, refrigerated. And it doesn't even matter. You just need to try them. They're incredible. Anyway, think of things that you're grateful for right now to kind of just like, you know, throw yourself off a little bit to be like, okay, let's think of something totally different. And also a lot of times when we're dealing with these problems and situations and struggles that we're going through, we will zoom in so close to what we're struggling with, what the problem is. And then we will struggle to zoom out to see that the rest of life is still happening around us. There's still good things happening despite this bad thing, thing that we will categorize as bad. There's a lot of other good things happening and we need to remind ourselves of that through gratitude practice. And we don't allow this bad thing just to be like the star of the show forever. We'll realize that there's other things, other players, other scenes happening. There's other storylines happening, not just this one. And we need to be grateful for that. Because at least this doesn't like take up our whole life. We kind of feel like it is because we're obsessing over it. But that'll also give us pause to be like, okay, wait, let's not think about this anymore for right now. Let's do everything we can. Let's be grateful. Let's move on. So that's all five of the questions that I suggest for you to ask yourself when you want to quickly shift your mindset away from obsessing over something. Because you can just like break the chain of those thoughts, figure out like what are your actually goals here are, realize that you cannot do anything beneficial until you take a step back and then you might as well just keep taking steps back and move on to the next thing in your life until you have to resolve this in any sort of way. But thank you so much for listening, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl Podcast again with me, Sabrina. Do not forget to check the show notes below of signing up for the newsletter contributing an anonymous topic, anonymous eventing, uh, contributing to the Patreon or sending uh, one donation towards me via Cash App, or saying hi to me on socials. So check all that out. I look forward to hearing from you or send me an email. But until next time, 
Have a good one. And I will see y'all next time. Bye.